Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu with Kitab Hasnul Muslim, the book Hasnul Muslim. We are still in the section of dealing with the adhkar, the remembrances and the du'as pertaining to the raqu. So the author he's written for us today, Subuhun Qudusun Rabbul Malaikati wa Ruhi. We'll be looking at this du'a first and foremost. Awwalan laftul hadith, it's found in Sahih Muslim, where Mutarrif ibn Abdullah ibn al-Shakhir and Aisha radiyallahu anha, the Aisha radiyallahu anha, she said, Nabaatu, she told him, Anna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, kana yakulu fi ruku'ihi wa sujudihi, that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to say in his ruku' and his sujood the following words, Subuhun qudusun, rabbul malaikati wa ruh. Subuhun Qudusun Rabbul Malaikati wa Ruh and as we said this is collected by Imam Muslim. These two words, Subuh and Qudusun, they carry similar meanings. Okay, there's not much difference between the meanings according to some scholars. And Al Qadiyad, he gives an explanation. Al Qadi Ayyad Rahimullah Ta'ala, the great Imam, he gives an explanation. So you put a dhamma on the scene, subuhun, and you put a dhamma on the qaf, qu, qudusun. And also, wa fathihima aydan. You can also say it with a fatha. So you could say sabuhun and you could say qadusun instead of su. Okay? Subuhun, fa subuhun min al baraati min al naqais wa sharik. So subuhun, when you say subuhun, it's like when we say subhanallah, the similar meanings of when we said subhanallah, that we are exclaiming and proclaiming that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is truly removed from having any shortcomings and having having any partners associated with him. And anything which goes against his lordship. So you're affirming that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is perfect in all ways and affirming that there is nothing that can come close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from negativity or blemishes or shortcomings and Allah has zero partners. He has no partners whatsoever. Rabbul Malaika, the Lord of the angels. قال القرطبي أي مالكهم وخالقهم meaning the owner of them and the creator of them of the angels وربهم وربهم and also the one who takes care of them and gives them what they need أي مصلح أحوالهم taking care of them and ensuring that their situation is a good situation taking care of their needs basically وقال أعلام ابن ثيمين رحمه الله ابن ثيمين رحمه تعالى he said رب الملائكة هم جند الله Lord of the angels and the angels they are the, uh, the they are the soldiers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alimun la nushahidhum they are a they are a creation that we do not witness of course but they can witness us with Allah's permission so when you think about the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has angels then again it affirms for us and brings to mind how truly rich Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has countless angels Angels that cannot be enumerated, they are in their trillions and beyond that. There are so many of them. And these angels, they are great in strength and they never disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They never disobey His commands. Ponder with me the following hadith authenticated by Imam al-Albani rahimahullah ta'ala, Shaykh al-Albani, may Allah have mercy upon him, where the Prophet said, That the heavens are creaking and it's rightful that they creak. There is not in it a place of four fingers. 
except that in this place of four fingers there is an angel that is standing remembering Allah or making ruku to Allah جل, or making sujood to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so the heavens are creaking due to the amount of angels that are there glorifying and praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the Lord of the angels and the ruh it is Jibreel alayhi salam and this is like saying the, the, the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioning the word ruh pertaining to Jibreel alayhi salam that the angels they descend and, and Jibreel alayhi salam in it meaning the night of power القدر, Ibn Athir, Ibn Athir ta'ala, he said <clears throat> Excuse me, Ibn Athir. He said that it's the name. It said also that this ruh uh, is the name for an angel that is uh, that is wondrous and great in stature and in position and in creation. So Jibril Alislam is being referred to here, the ruh, and Jibril Alislam is the majestic leader of the angels, as we know. He's the one that is honored with the delivery of revelation to the prophets and to mankind. And in Bukhari, it's mentioned that Abdullah ibn Masudin radiallahu anhu, he reported that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi said about Jibreel when he saw him on his journey, al-Isra wal-Miraj, to the heavens, that he saw Jibreel and he had 600 wings. 600 wings. And in one of the narrations, it says about Jibreel that from his wings were emanating colors and pearls the likes of which have never been seen, the likes of which leave mankind in amazement. And Jibreel we know about his power and his strength, that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded him to punish the people of Lut, the ones who were uh, doing homosexuality, then with the tip of his wing, Jibreel he took that land and took it to the skies and flipped it over. So they landed, crashed down, and this was just with the tip of his wing. May Allah have mercy and be pleased with Jibreel What do we get from the benefits of Subuhun Qudusun Rabul Malaikati Wuruhi? Firstly, Al Kaun Kullahu Musabihun Likhalikihi that all of the creation makes tasbih, makes subhanallah in different ways of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says in the Quran, Yusabihu Lillahi ma fisa ma wati wa ma fil alb al malikil kudus il aziz il hakim that glorify Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala everything that is in the heavens and the earth everything which is in existence apart from human beings and jinn they glorify Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the human beings and the jinn they do it if they are guided by the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَحَدَ تَسْبِيحِ إِمَّا بِلِسَانِ الْحَالِ أَوْ بِلِسَانِ الْمَقَالِ and this tasbih, this glorification of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it's either بِلِسَانِ الْحَالِ meaning that it's either by the the, the way the person is interacting in his life by remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and glorifying Allah through the person's actions and behavior and beliefs which is that the tongue itself is being used to glorify Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so we glorify Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not just through our tongues but also through our actions the way we live the things that we choose to do if we're choosing to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and putting him first 
and magnifying him in the way that he's supposed to be magnified, then this is a form of tasbih, a form of glorification to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Secondly, إِثْبَاتْ أَنَ الْقُدُوسَ مِنْ أَسْمَاءِ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى That Qudus is one of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is being affirmed in this dua that we took subuhun, Qudusun, Rabbul Malaikati wa Ruh. And this is a name that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowed his creation to know him via, to know him with. And it is a name which is a description for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's being, one of the descriptions pertaining to the being of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he is deserving of that description uh, due to how he is subhanahu wa ta'ala, that he is free and far removed from any imperfection or having any partners in any way, shape or form. Also in the hadith, بَيَّانُ لِرُبُوبِيَّةِ اللَّهِ لِلْمَلَائِكَةِ عُمُومًا is the um, is a indication and a clarification that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the Lord of the angels in general. وَإِنَّمَا خَصَّ جِبْرِيلَ لِأَنَّهُ and verily Jibril alayhi salam was given specific mention, meaning uh, a ruh was given the specific mention because he is afdaluhum, he is the best of the angels. For he is the trustworthy ruh. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, that the revelation came down via Jibreel alayhi salam, the ruh al-ameen. And he is also the ruh al-qudus. That the ruh al-qudus in this hadith pertaining to Jibreel alayhi salam, another description of him, Ruh al-Qudus, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa said that very Jibreel alayhi salam, he, he whispered to my soul or he informed my soul, he informed myself, that a soul will not die until it completes its fixed term of living. And it consumes and gets all of its provisions that were written for it. فَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ وَأَجْمِلُوا فِي الطَّلَبِ So have taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and make effort in seeking your rizq. Another benefit, ذِكْرُ الْمَلَائِكَةِ وَرُوحُ بَعْدَ قَوْلِهِ That the mentioning of the angels and the ruh, Jibreel alayhi salam, after saying سُبُوحٍ قُدُوسٌ إِشَارَةٌ إِلَّا تَصْبِحَ الْمَلَائِكَ لِخَالِقِهِمْ Is an indication that the angels, they are always making tasbih of their creator subhanahu wa ta'ala. As Allah mentions about them when they said uh, to Allah that why are you creating this creation Adam which is going to cause mischief on the earth and we are the ones that make glorification of you and praise you and, and we make taqdis of you Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah also says that the angels, they praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they glorify Allah during the night and the day and they don't stop. They are continual in doing that. Okay, they are continual in praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is a clarification and an indication of how supreme and mighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is and how lofty His supremacy is. And how extensive his creation is And how perfect his knowledge is That he has all of this creation That we do not know their number And we do not know the reality of them 
and that they are worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala regularly and all the time. لَيْسَ مَعْنَى تَنْزِيهُ اللَّهُ هُوَ تَعْتِيلُ صِفَاتِهِ It is not to be understood that we will make tanzeeh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we will remove Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from having any imperfections in His names and attributes. This is not to be taken as ta'teel, ta'teel of His sifat, which is that you deny that the attributes and the names of Allah azawajal, they have meaning. We don't empty them from meaning. وَنَفِي مَعَانِي أَسْمَاهِ And negating the meaning of His name subhanahu wa ta'ala like Ahlul Bidah do, they negate the meanings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's attributes. For example, they will say that Allah is Basir, but He doesn't see. Allah is Sami', but He doesn't hear. Because they are thinking in their minds that if they make Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala one who can hear and see, they're making Him like the creation. But they are far astray for that because there's nothing like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we make Ithbat without Ta'til. We affirm without negation of the meanings of Allah's names and attributes. Laysa There's nothing like unto Allah. Whatever you think Allah is, Allah is far greater and beyond that. However, what Allah has informed us about Himself in the Quran and the Sunnah, then we take and we, we understand what we can understand through the Arabic language, through the explanation of the Prophet <clears throat> Also, the next word that we move on to, the one that we say in the Ruku is the following. Narrated by Awf ibn Malik al-Ashja'i anhu. He said, I stood with the Prophet laylatan one night in prayer. فَقَامَ فَقَرَأَ سُورَةَ الْبَقْرَةِ So he stood and he prayed Surah Al-Baqarah. He didn't come across a verse speaking about mercy except that he stopped he pondered, reflected, and then he asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his mercy. And nor did he come across a verse pertaining to the anger or punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, except that he would reflect, ponder, and beg Allah's protection from his anger and his punishment. And then the Prophet made ruku. Similar to the extent of how long he stood for. يَقُولُ فِي رُقُوئِهِ And he said in his ruku, سُبْحَانَ ذِي الْجَبَرُوتِ وَالْمَلَكُوتِ وَالْكِبْرِيَاءِ وَالْعَظَمَةِ سُبْحَانَ ذِي الْجَبَرُوتِ وَالْمَلَكُوتِ وَالْكِبْرِيَاءِ وَالْعَظَمَةِ He said these words which we're going to explain in his ruku. ثُمَّ سَجَدَ بِقَدْرِ قِيَامِهِ And then he made prostration sujood on the ground, similar to the length of time that he was in standing. ثُمَّ قَالَ فِي سُجُودِهِ مِثْلُ مِذَّهْلِكَ And then he would say in his sujood what he said, similar to what he said in his ruku. ثُمَّ قَامَ فَقَرَأْ بِآلِ إِمْرَانِ And then he stood once again, and he prayed after having finished Surah Al-Baqarah in the first raqa'ah. He stood and he prayed with Surah with Surah Ali Imran. ثُمَّ قَرَأْ سُورَةً سُورَةً And then he would pray after Surah Ali Imran, one surah after the next. And this was narrated by Ibi Dawood, by Abi Dawood, Rahimahullah Ta'ala. <clears throat> so the first point is to note that the Shafi'iyah and the Hanabila, in their madhabs and in their understanding, it's allowed for the Musalli, إِذَا قَرَأَ آيَةَ الرَّحْمَةِ أَنْ يَسْأَلَ اللَّهُ رَحْمَةِ أَوْ آيَةَ عَذَابِ أَنْ يَسْتَعِيدَ بِاللَّهِ تَعَالَى وَنَحْوِ ذَلِكَ That when the person is praying and they come across a verse pertaining to the mercy of Allah, 
or a verse pertaining to the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then they should interact with that verse by calling upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his mercy or calling upon Allah azawajal for his protection from his anger and punishment. وَهَذَا شَامِنٌ لِكُلِّ مُصَلٍّ سَوَاءً كَانَ إِمَامًا أَوْ فَضًّا أَوْ مَعْمُومًا فِي الْفَرْضٍ أَوْ نَفْلٍ And this is comprehensive, completely covers every situation whether the person is praying by themselves, whether the person is leading the salah, whether the person is being led in the salah, and whether it's in a fard salah or a nafl salah. So it's good that we interact with the verses because this is the whole objective of the Qur'an is that we interact with it, we ponder it, we reflect upon it, and then we interact with those verses. So the first thing is Subhana Dil Jabarut. Subhan we've taken many times. Dil Jabarut ma'na al Qahr wal Az wal Sultan. Dil Jabarut it has the meaning of al Qahr, complete control and ability. Wal Az and complete honor. Wal Sultan and complete supremacy. Qawluhu Subhana Dil Jabarut ay al-ladhi tamfud mashiatahu ala sabil al-ijbar. في كل أحد ذي الجبروت سبحانه ذي الجبروت it has the meaning that whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decides or wishes or wills then that's going to take place upon all of his creation okay ولا تنفد فيه مشيئة أحد ولا يخرج أحد من قبلته and nobody's will or wish has an effect on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and nobody can escape the the grabbing or the control of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wal-malakut. So subhanahu dil jabarut and the next word, wal-malakut. Ay annahu malik, maliku kulli shayin. Wa min tamami mulkihi annahu qaddanat lahu al-khalaiq. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the owner and controller of everything in existence in his creation. And from its meaning is that the creation are submission, are submissive to Allah azawajal because whatever Allah commands, they submit. وَاسْتَسْلَمَتْ لَهُ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَمَا فِيهِمَا وَمَا بَيْنَهُمَا And the heavens and the earth, everything in the heavens and the earth have submitted to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala مِنْ غَيْرِ مُمَانِعَ Without any type of يعني, without any type of pushback because they don't have the ability to push back When Allah commands, then they have to submit So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has complete control and complete sovereignty and complete command over his creation and when you think about that it makes you truly happy because you're calling upon the one that has this affair complete control and complete sovereignty and complete command over the creation so when you make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you're confident that your dua is going to be accepted as the Prophet sallallahu alayhi call upon Allah and have conviction that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to answer you why because Allah is fully able to do so Whereas running after the creation, the creation are weak and poor. What can they give us without Allah Azawajal permitting them to give us in the first place? So many times people have been in difficulty. The creation are refusing to give them their rights. But when they turn to Allah, the majesty, the mighty, the one who is control of everything, and they beg Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Allah Azawajal forces those who are refusing to give them their rights to give them their rights even without them realizing what they are doing. So begging Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala whilst knowing these meanings of the dua that we have been taken is something which increases the one in love with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increases your tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala subhanahu dil jabarut wal malakut wal kibriya wal azama so we get to the point point now where we say 
of the malakut wal kibriya wal azama wal kibriya wal azama huma sif huma wasfani mutaqarabani khasani billahi ta'ala la yastahiqu huma ahadun siwahu these are two descriptions okay that are close in meaning al kibriya wal azama and they are specific to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala nobody else can has this description and he is the one that is fully deserving of this and nobody besides him is so al-kibriya wal-azama the meanings is that the meanings is that only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is deserving that the creation be in awe of him as nobody shares his might or his power or his majesty etc so only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that our hearts they should be trembling in front of the ones that we should truly be in awe of because nobody has the right to try to share in Allah with that ability because he alone is the one that is supreme and the, he alone is the one that is in fully control and that has the complete, the complete command of his creation none other has this besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that's why the true believers when their hearts are connected to Allah it gives them it gives them hope and also it takes away the fear from their hearts of the creation as the scholars they would say man Allah khafa minhu kulla shay that whoever fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then everything else is afraid of him that person وَمَنْ لَا يَخَافَ اللَّهِ خَافْ مِنْ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ and whoever doesn't fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then that person finds himself or herself fearful of everything and also it's the description of the companions the sahaba radiyallahu anhum because their hearts were so attached to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when they would see something fearful in front of them that most people would be scared of rather it would increase them in iman because they would return to Allah with their hearts and they would seek refuge and help from Allah so this would increase them in iman it's mentioned in the Quran in Surah Al-Imran when the people came to the companions عنهم, in the times of war and hardship and they were saying to them be scared that the people are gathering to harm you what did they say? الَّذِينَ قَالَ لَهُمُ النَّاسُ إِنَّ النَّاسَ قَدْ جَمَعُوا لَكُمْ فَاخْشَوْهُمْ فَزَادَهُمْ إِيمَانٌ وَقَالُوا حَسْبُنَا اللَّهُ وَنِعْمُ الْوَكِيلٌ That the people they gathered and they said to the Sahaba that people are gathering to harm you so be fearful of them but rather this increased them in Iman and they said Allah is sufficient for us as a protector and a disposer of our affairs so whenever they would see something which or hear something which, would they, which may cause them fear they returned to Allah Azawajal, sought refuge in Allah Azawajal, and knowing the attributes and names of Allah Azawajal, Azawajal it gave them strength. What else can we benefit from this narration? To know Allah Azawajal through His lofty names and attributes وصفاته الألؤلاء and his lofty attributes طريق الموصلة إلى خشيته is a way that the person comes close to having tranquility and خشوع of Allah fear and tranquility when reflecting about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah says in the Quran إنما يخشى الله من إباده الألماء that those who have true khashya, that those who have the true khashu of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the true fear and the true awe of Allah are the ulama, those who have knowledge. Because the more you have knowledge of Allah's names and attributes, the more you reflect on Allah, the more you think and you ponder, the more Allah brings comfort to you when you think about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
the more you have fear from doing that which displeases Allah when you know what Allah is capable of and you know how powerful and mighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, the more you have um, hope, the more you have comfort, the more you have the feeling of protection, knowing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in control and is the majesty of everything in creation and that none can do against his will. So when you reflect upon the names and attributes of Allah after learning them and memorizing them and internalizing them, it gives you the khashya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah give us that. Ameen. Also we learn in the narration, مَا كَانَ عَلَيْهِ الرَّسُولُ صَلَّى اللَّهِ سَلَمَ الْكَرِيمِ مِنَ الصَّبْرِ عَلَى طَاعَةِ رَبِّهِ وَطُولَ الْقِيَامِ بَيْنَ يَدَيْهِ رَاجِيًا دَاعِيًا مُفْتَقِرًا مُتَدَلِّلًا We also take from the narration as a benefit that how the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he would have patience with regards to his worship with Allah Azawajal. He wouldn't be like us that we would pray we pray one rakah and we finished in a minute. We pray the salah and we've, we're done by five minutes. The Prophet Sallallahu he would pray to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala and his qiyam would be so long that he would pray Surah Al-Baqarah, Surah Ali Imran, okay? And Surah Al-Nisa and those other long surahs, maybe in one rakah, maybe in one salah. The Prophet ﷺ was once mentioned by Aisha radiallahu anha, our mother, the wife of the Prophet ﷺ. She had mercy on the Prophet ﷺ because the Prophet's feet would swell due to his long standing and his feet would crack, etc. She would say, Why do you do this to yourself? And you know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has forgiven for you all of your sins, your 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 future and past sins, your mistakes. And he would say in return, Should I not then be a grateful slave? Meaning that if Allah has gifted me this forgiveness, should I not then show my gratefulness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with long worship? And how many beautiful things has Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gifted us? But do we show gratefulness through worship and a true appreciation to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? I hope that some of these words, they will benefit us and these meanings that we can reflect upon in our salah, anything which was correct was from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The mistakes and shortcomings were from myself and shaitan. We hope to see you in the next session, inshallah. Wa jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.